3: Hello and welcome to Geek Parenting Podcast, the podcast that my mother doesn't listen to because she doesn't know how. (laughs) We'll Uh, teach
1: her. We'll teach your mom.
3: I barely taught her how to use the remote. Oh, boy. It's been on the Spanish channel for 10 years.
1: (laughs) 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 Univision? Telemundo. Telemundo here is Watchtower.
3: Yeah, we are at Watchtower Cafe, where they make the best geeky drinks and have the best geeky atmosphere for your coffee and your
1: works. Mm-hmm.
3: I just geeky. finished my Daredevil. How my, are you on oh, edge now? Are you yeah, all amped? Yeah, yeah. This is like 13 for the week. Wow. I think I'm just pure Red Bull.
1: And where can people find you, Mister Nerdy
3: uh, At Home Dad? I am dad? I am Nerdy At Home Dad, James Estrada. You can find me at Nerdy At Home Dad on the Facebooks, Twitters, and Instagrams. Uh, next to me is Johnny running the boards. Hi, everybody.
1: He still doesn't have a <laughs> microphone. No. And you are? I am Mike Tuiasoa or Tui, the human. You can find me at Watchtower Cafe, fifteen eighty eight South State Street, making coffee for all the geeks and geeklings in Salt Lake.
2: And uh, I'm here as well, Dr. Peace on Instagram and Facebook. Dr. And, uh, Sarah. Twitter, The Real Sarah. And you'll find me at Watchtower at least once a week, drinking lots and lots and lots of coffee. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we have returning with us our special guest, Mr. Brian Young. Thank you for having me. Oh, and Thank you we for will being here. <laughs> this one's safe for work, right? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, mind my manners. So
3: this one we're talking about, Comic-Con just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um we had fun, mm-hmm. I think. I had fun. I, I, ha- I had a lot of fun. I had to moderate a panel. People always ask me... If... Oh. Sorry, I'm just going to hijack this. Sarah, thank you so much for
2: your care packages at Comic-Con. Oh yes. oh, yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know,
3: I still have two bottles of rum I need to
2: finish. Oh. Just
1: those, the survival kits got me through the speed dating.
2: I, I <laughs> snuck in two flasks of whiskey on top of that for myself and Beth. So uh, we were having fun, to say the least.
1: You <laughs> always ask, like uh, after Comic Con, if, if it was fun, and the last one, so Fanex, and then this last Comic Con, mm-hmm. um, were the first. The only the, first, the Comic Cons that um, we went to since Watchtower opened, and so we went to Comic Con to work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I, for me, it wasn't fun. It was work, but it was fun work. But, man, it was, like, exhausting. It, it, like, like,
3: it seemed like everybody loved Jay's stormtrooper in a watchtower yeah, shirt. Yeah, thank you for
1: that. You were welcome. So James uh, let us borrow his, like, four-foot-tall uh, stormtrooper, and we put a a, watch, a kid's watchtower cafe you t-shirt on it. And uh, In fact, it, Lily, saw went the viral, picture. Man. Lily
2: saw the picture, and she goes, why is that stormtrooper wearing a watchtower shirt? That's just silly. It is. That's exactly <laughs> why. I know. So my Comic-Con experience, I actually felt a little bit disconnected this year. And I think it's because I took Lily on Thursday. It was her first con, and she did great. Yeah. But I spent most of that day in KidCon. And we had a we had a Billy Boyd photo op, which we went out to go take it, and we were in line, and she's like, I don't want to do this. So I was like, I had to go. And Epic was really good and just switched me out for a photo op the next day. Um, but really, we were in KidCon most of the time having tea with the princesses. And And you were having adult tea. I was having adult tea. (laughs) Yeah, I saw you on the comic con. (laughs) I just had one. I just had No, I I was like, (laughs) all the kids
1: were in the tea party. And I'm in the back drinking a beer.
2: On the comic con video, I was like, oh, That says it all (laughs) right (laughs) there. I'm
1: with you. I'm with
2: you, Dr. I only had one, though. I only had one that day.
0: Those princesses were great. Valkyrie was in there for a while. I mean, Valkyrie's not old enough to, like, understand anything, but, like, she was sitting there having tea, and they were super patient. They have the patient of saints. Yes.
2: I I that's I, I thank them very profusely afterwards and ask for a card because Lily really kind of just dominated that tea do party. Do they do like we that
1: tea party and princess stuff every time? Have they I think done? They that? Uh,
3: do. they've, they've done it the past three times. That's a
1: really yeah. cool idea.
2: Yeah, that she did, and she got My her face painted are. by Tinkerbell. She was very happy about that. I mean, those oh. were the kind of the two things she, she was princess really excited about. Tea parties about. here. Yeah, we should. We need to. That's a great we idea. We talked about it. Remember, Princess Deadpool we and Princess. Yes, let's do it. We need to have a little, a okay. little tea party for kids. Let's let's do fun. that. be fun. But uh, Princess so Deadpool and she actually she got really upset when Jay went into the Wizarding thing, and she was like, <laughs> I want to go with Jay, and so we kind of like snuck in. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have a thing, can she just follow him because I don't want to <laughs> have yeah. to deal with a tantrum right now. So she uh she went and climbed the thing with Jay and did the yeah, dragon eggs. Yeah, that was.
3: That whole little wizarding school. They had Uh, that sword in the stone at the very end that you try to pull out. And I was just laughing because Jay, when we went down to the Comic-Con offices to take coffee and cookies, uh, they had that just out in one of the rooms. And Jay's trying to pull the sword out. And he's, like, standing on the rock, like, full body weight trying to pull that sword out. (laughs) And he was so pissed. Like, the whole, like, when we left Watchtower, he's like, they cheated. They like glued that <laughs> sword in or something. I I don't know how anybody could do it. And then he or saw the stone at Comic Con. That's what I told him. I was oh, like, or you need worthy. to work on some stuff. Maybe clean your room. Maybe you know, <laughs> maybe pick up those Legos, and you'll be able to take what out a that sword. Great motivational. Yeah. Thing. You he, want to pull did the sword? He do that? No. Do you want to be king of England? Yeah.
2: She and she and Jay went into the TARDIS, and I don't think either of them wanted to come out.
3: Yeah.
0: They Jay both wanted the to fly away. Yeah. But, um, um, the, yeah, no, some but of the best pictures weird. I saw from because I was on panels the whole time, I didn't get a whole lot of that interaction at KidCon with the kids. But like the best video I saw was Valkyrie in that little mini kid TARDIS. Yep. Like she just
1: kept locking herself in. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. the That's
2: funniest what, thing in the
0: world. <laughs> so
2: they're like, TARDIS, I want to stay in the TARDIS and be a time lord.
1: I didn't really see much of anything at Comic Con because we were so Comic Con asked us to um partner with them and run their speed dating this year uh there were some there are stories from past previous speed dating yes i them that's a long story mm-hmm. but but we went in like not knowing what we were doing we've we've run some some speed dating events here at were Watts you expecting
2: Tower. it to be on the scale that
1: it was i i don't know what i was expecting it was like it was just a a crazy rush like the entire we didn't have enough time to prep mm-hmm. uh and so it was just kind of like ah you just wing it right that's how yeah. that's how watchtower open like we're still winging it you <laughs> just kind of jump in head first not knowing how to swim and you figure it out you guys were great on the so, video
2: game panel though oh yeah that was a really a good panel.
1: Yeah, we. and uh, I was and gonna, I <laughs> I wanted to say that the, I, I I saw friends in passing while we're sitting yeah. at the speed dating room. So I saw all my friends. I, didn't I get to see by them. repeatedly. And I was gonna say like the it was kind of cool because I I saw Jar Jar the Jar Jar backpack first and I was like, that's, that's gotta, gotta be Brian. Brian. <laughs> and he turns around like man, that's like. The, the most gangster backpack, of, and like <laughs> yeah. no one else could pull off a Jar Jar backpack like Brian. Nope.
3: Mm-hmm. No, we had so our panel we had together was ridiculous because I so I had to take Jay with a friend to find or I had John to find Cena. a friend so he could go to a John Cena panel. and I ran to the wrong panel room on the literally other side ran. of the literally ran because I had like two or three minutes to get to the panel. Uh, I run to 255F because i'm like oh that's where all my panels are this could be fine i go in there and i don't see a 2 and i'm like what the hell uh so i would ask the volunteer i'm like hey isn't this supposed to be the video game panel they're like they look at me like i'm the idiot because yeah. i was <laughs> i like no this is uh whatever that panel was yours is over there and i was like Ugh. so i had to run had my backpack uh, get into the room, and I'm just sweating and gross, <laughs> sit down, take this a drink. Is when you
0: were dressed as Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> no. That would have been the best.
3: <laughs> <laughs> running nothing running like
0: Oscar the Grouch booking it across see, one side.
3: I, I love trash! Uh, but no, so I, I sit down, and then everybody, like, I catch my breath, and everybody's like, Hey, moderator, how are we starting this? And I'm like looking around, like, yeah, moderator. And everybody, then I see everybody turn and look at me.
1: Well, the thing is, so this is what really happened. We got there first. I, I was like the second person that got there. And no, we were asking, like, who's the moderator? Who's the moderator? Nobody knew. And since you weren't there, we're like, I think James is going to be the moderator because he's late. <laughs> that it happens,
0: happens to me, me
1: every time. Like, whenever, there's
0: not, whenever I'm positive I'm not the moderator, I get to a panel and they're like, who's the moderator? And I'm like, it wasn't me. And they're like, well, who's going to do it? Surprise. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll do it. Which is fine. It's easy. Well, and,
1: and, and you did a great job, by the way, James. But it was it was, it was a, one of those things where, job. like,
3: because everybody else was like, oh, yeah, I looked on the website and you were tagged as the moderator. It's like, <laughs> who checks the website yeah, right. for their schedule? I use the app. <laughs> and, yeah, the app doesn't tell me if I'm the moderator or not. So
1: It's all right, because towards the end of the panel, someone else became the moderator.
2: And I didn't care. And, which is
3: fine. Was, I got up there and I was like, oh, I didn't know I was moderating. Okay,
2: let's get started. Yeah. But it was good. I I enjoyed that panel a lot, and I think the audience did too. I think I needed that care
3: package the most at
2: that panel because I was just – I'm just
1: glad Jocelyn – so Jocelyn from from Geek Therapist Podcast showed up with two beers in her hand, and then she looked at me from the audience like, you want one? Uh I said, yes. (laughs) Thank you, Jocelyn. You were late. That's where yours was. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, Mm -hmm. um, But, yeah, so for me, I was on four panels – Th- which I thought all went pretty good. Only four? Only
1: four, Mr. Luxury. <laughs> <laughs> Brian
2: had like 27?
1: 19. <laughs> oh, <God. Close. laughs> it was close. What, what, which panel, Brian, for you stuck out as like maybe the most fun or the um, most uh, meaningful? I got,
0: to, I got to ask questions of Famke Janssen, oh, which right. was like awesome because at the beginning she was like, yes, I totally need you. And at the end she told me I was wonderful. Uh, so like...
3: I've never had a lady tell me that. <laughs> and can you imagine? Falca
0: no, so Johnson was, telling yeah, you it that. It was it was like one of those things where like Golden is probably one of my favorite James Bond movies. Yeah. I love Jean mm-hmm. Gray. I love the X Men, and and I crammed so much to like do a good interview with her, and I think it went well. That one sticks out, obviously, but uh, I think the Star Wars Trailer Park panel. Oh, we sorry, did I miss that one? That I really was a, wanted to go. We did. We did two hours. It was a two That's hour cool. panel. Oh. And I, I tracked down, like, just about every Star Wars trailer I could find from 1976 to current. And I had, like, Pablo Hidalgo from Lucasfilm. I
1: wish I could have been on And there. some
0: other people there on the panel. Um, and we just talked about the trailers That's and, like, cool. where we were when they came out. And Pablo was working there through um, the prequel era. So when we got to the prequel era, it was like, oh, actually, this is interesting. We chose this piece of music here for this because, That's you know, awesome. and he just went and talked about that. But part of it, too, was just, like, getting pumped up. About Star Wars all over again. Those trailers are really remarkable for that. James was telling me, like, somehow that they'd ended, uh, him and and Jay have ended ended every panel every night in one of my panels. Uh So, like, they ended up having to go home and watch Star Wars. I don't know, James. Because of Star Wars on the mind. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's accurate. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Sorry, I had to go turn on a video game. Good.
2: See, I, d- I didn't spend much time in the Grand Ballroom this year, I, uh, which I did last year because, of course, Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan and all my big Marvel fandoms were here. Mm-hmm. But um, well,
0: They took Mar- Mark Hamill out of it, so you didn't yeah. need to go in there.
2: Well, and <laughs> I didn't go to that because I had Lily with me, and I knew that, that level, Lloyd's, level, Lloyd's level would be, mm-mm, we'd yeah, be done.
0: Get her some Princess Leia, yeah. like, fun sure. headbun- mm-hmm. earmuffs. Yeah. But,
2: um but... I went to mostly, most of the small little panels, and I really, I went to the one with Amy, that Amy did on the Disney Parks. Oh, yeah. Amy and Holly were on that one, and I loved that one. I got to meet Philo Barnhart, which... For anybody who's a big Disney geek, you'll know him. He worked on The Black Cauldron and The Little Mermaid. Yeah. the beast. So for me to meet him at the end was just like, ah, I'm being oh. one of my favorite I mean, Disney animators.
0: You kind of bring that up. The thing I love about Comic-Con the most is like the people that come in from out of town, like mm-hmm. Amy, who's my co-host on Full of Sith. and
2: Matt Martin was there. And Matt Martin
0: from the Lucasfilm Story Group. Mm-hmm. And, and Holly, who's my co-host on Authentic History. and like They bring a lot of really cool people in. Yeah. And they, they can talk a nerdy game.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that one, the Disney Parks panel, really stood out for me. Um, I actually walked in on the Nicholas, Brendan, Emma Caulfield panel at the hey. last few minutes, and I was actually astounded um, by how funny they both were. Um, I, I was a big fan of Buffy when it was on, and um, Nicholas Brendan was very, very open about his, his mental health issues and his depression, and I thought that was just... Very moving that he was so open and so willing to talk about it and say, if you need help, go get help. So that was really a standout moment. But a geek show. That's, that sh- uh, you know, I love those guys. And yeah. that panel so, always cracks me up. Again, I just like, so bad laughing. I only
1: saw people as they passed by the speed dating room because mm-hmm. I was chained there. The, the entire, except for my panels. And uh, I, was, I was standing around registering people for speed dating. And then I, I get this big hand on my shoulder I turn around and it's, it's Shannon Barnes and he's holding up a trophy. He's like,
2: Tui, they we
1: won, won Family, Family feud. feud." I was like, "I knew you could do it, <laughs> man. I always believed in you."
2: But they lost bad or good movies, bad descriptions, which is uh, sad. Yeah. But they only lost by one point.
0: I don't think I would have seen any of those guys if they like Carrie was on a couple of Star Wars panels with mm-hmm. me, yeah. and then we did the awkward celebrity encounters panel, which is me, Jimmy, Shannon, and Carrie. Uh, and that and was it, always funny. With which is weird because Carrie and I were like, "Do people really want to do this panel? This is weird. Like, I don't know. Like
2: it's." gotta be one and of they, the most popular they turned
0: away like a hundred people yeah. at the wow. room. but if it weren't for those panels i don't think i'd have seen those guys
1: either yeah, yeah.
3: well and then you had the uh adventures and podcasting panel too with yeah yeah room, yeah
1: which that was, was really fun
2: did you guys see anything on the vendor floor that really caught your eye this year
1: i never stepped foot on the vendor you floor you didn't get
2: to go on the vendor not floor at one all? foot
1: i i got to see it i um so i went into the, to the green room a couple mm-hmm. of times just to so grab to sodas out. and i could look out and look at all the people like ants. I yeah. missed the it I largely
0: to, too, and I was really upset that I heard like Jim of Food was there, mm. and like that guy, I love his art, and I would have bought something if I'd have realized he was even here. I don't know, like. Well, that's my favorite part of the,
1: the vendor floor is artist
3: alley.
0: Yeah, and, oh yeah. And I, and look, whatever comic book. I could book spend artists. so
2: much money on art. See, yeah. and I was I was oh.
3: impressed with myself. I only spent sixty dollars this year.
2: Yeah, oh, I, I, I only you. spent and about eighty. And that was so, only on the
3: John Cena photo
2: op. Nice. Oh, I, I did get,
1: so, <laughs> <laughs> my, um, so, my kids, we, uh, when Stranger Things came out, mm-hmm. it turned, I watched the first episode, and I was like, nope, I'm stopping right now, this is going to be our family show, and we all, me and all the kids, we, we all watched, binge-watched the whole thing, and so when um, Millie Bobby Brown was announced, they, the kids, like, they, they get excited for celebrities, but I think it was, it was the most excited I've seen them for any celebrity mm-hmm. at, at any Comic-Con ever. So I was like, you know what? Her autograph's 40 bucks. I, I'm just going to surprise them and, oh, and get them nice. an autograph. So I, I uh, got them an autograph. I tried to get them a, a photo op, but they were sold out by the Aww. time I, by the time i decided that but they got to meet her and like and i don't really care a whole lot about the celebrities but it was yeah. fun watching them i
2: love watching the people interact with them at their tables like all just sit and they're, sit there all, and just they're watch. so in
1: love yeah. my, my teenage son is uh, the the highland he's like super in love with her now and then mm-hmm. the unicorn shadow wants to be an actress yeah it's it's kind of kind of cool
2: i got to meet danny Trejo and he was just like it was only a few seconds but he actually took the time to sit there and talk to each person for you know thirty seconds and give everybody a hug or handshake, and he was just so gracious. And And
3: Slappy got an amazing photo
2: off of Danny Trejo. Best photo photo ever.
3: Um, I didn't get to go and
0: check much of that stuff out myself Mm -hmm. because I was so busy, but I did go down there um, because James Arnold Taylor was here, and and he's the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Clone Wars, and I've been covering Clone Wars as a journalist, so like James as a person, while the show was going on, I was talking to two, three, four, five times a season, seeing him right. at every con, every press event. And he crashed
2: full of Sith panel, too. Yeah, he
0: did. Um, he's the
2: best Obi-Wan. He, well, <laughs> and it always. was funny
0: because I brought Anakin over. Um, he'd met Anakin a couple of times. But I brought Anakin over because Anakin was like, I want to see... James is cool and all, but I'm really just interested in Phil Amar because he was Hermes Conrad.
3: Mm. My manwich! And
0: uh, (laughs) so we went over there to say hi to James Arnold Taylor, and he comes around the table, gives me a hug, gives Anakin a hug, and then just proceeds to only talk to Anakin as (laughs) Obi-Wan. And Anakin's just like, Anakin's a big, awkward, like, 14-year-old, and he's like, I have no idea how to process this. (laughs)
3: It's just because of all the stuff he's seen in Korea at Nam.
0: Yeah. That's that's Anakin's thing. Like, anything, he's... He's got this weird obsession with the big Lebowski, too. Like, he's trying to convince me to dress up as Walter Sobchak for Halloween to his dude. <laughs> and he wants Scout to be Donnie.
2: Oh, oh, it needs to happen.
0: I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. And he's like, it'll totally work. All you have to do is just tell Scout to shut the F up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Brian? Not really, no. Have you ever? Um, So my only time at a convention where I dressed up was Star Wars Celebration 1. I paid for this elaborate, like, new Phantom Menace-style Obi-Wan Kenobi, like Mm. Jedi robe. Nice. And it was really cool, but that convention was a disaster in just about every way. It was a big outdoor festival, but it was snowing and raining. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, In the middle of May in Denver. Weird. Yeah, I know. It was was bizarre and awful. It was just a bad experience. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather be comfortable at these than in costume. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I haven't since. And, I mean, conventions now, I'm working them either as a panelist or as a journalist. So showing up in costume is not helpful to... Is it faux
1: pas for a journalist or press to show up in cosplay? I think it is. Yeah, is it tacky?
3: Um, I think it is. I I feel like it's kind of one of those... uh, Usually if you see... Uh, people with press credentials and they are cosplaying yeah. They're youtubers who are trying to do a video with uh oh. celebrity yeah mm-hmm. and it's something it's that thing. and then they get irritated that the celebrity's like no i don't want to do your video you look
1: mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah no I, I don't know like I,
0: it's uh it's something i'm not terribly into scout's kind of into it and in sort of like the like, the bounding sort of sense, where she's not actually dressing up as characters from Five mm-hmm. Nights at Freddy's, but she's picking color schemes and accessories. Like, she's obsessed with foxy, mm-hmm. so she's got fox ears and a fox tail, which I'm told should be troubling to me. But <laughs> She has
3: fun doing that. Um, what should be troubling is that she thing. likes Five Nights at Freddy's so much, because that game freaks the hell out of me. She's never, never played, played it. it. It's so bizarre. She's never played it. Like, she just watches YouTube videos of oh. other people playing it. It's like Jay with Minecraft. He's oh never played God. Minecraft, but he can tell no? you all about it. No. Really? And he could tell you all about it because oh. of different.
0: Because <laughs> of those
3: YouTube kid videos.
0: Oh, the yeah. stupid
2: YouTube kid videos. Don't even get me started. Yeah.
0: But Anakin Anakin doesn't really cosplay, but he wants to build some armor. Mm. Um, some you get him in Like armor. the Mandalorian I?
1: mercs or mm. something.
0: He wants... The armor he wants is a clone. I think it's clone... I think his name's Keeley. Mm. And he was in one episode... And it's funny because clones, clone armor like ranges in price, and the more accessories and the more like personalized the clone, the more expensive it is. And uh, looking up the clone, he's chosen the most expensive clone of there he is has. to produce. Of course he has. Yep. <laughs> um, but he's got this cool red thing. He was the uh, clone commander for uh, uh, Jedi Master uh, I'm a Gundi, uh-huh. which is actually just a sort of mash of words. That mean I'm going to die because he was only in one episode. <laughs> uh, but he was, on, he was on Ryloth in the Ryloth arc in the first season of Clone Wars. And I have no idea what attracted Anakin to that clone. But he's been crafting armor in paper mache like his practice. That's cool. That's
2: awesome.
3: That's so really he's cool. ready to do Pepcura and Because that would be the easiest way to go is and I want and, him to just stop uh,
0: growing and then I'll figure out how to make it. Yeah, I mean, no,
3: like, uh, he's tall. Yeah. Yeah. If you do Pepcora, it's all just paper models, so you just make it out of paper, and then you can fiberglass on the underside, and then pick the paper off, and then you have a completely fiberglassed uh, Why don't you take him as your Padawan,
0: because yeah. I'm useless with my hands.
3: Oh, I, I cannot do the paper models. I tried once, and I threw my paper model out the thing. That's why all of Jay's costumes are all just old T-shirts that I just sew so <laughs> stuff onto and call it good.
1: Cosplay on a budget. Yep.
2: <laughs>
3: which was one of the panels I was on. It was. Which that was I was, a fun su- one. I was surprised how many people were there. Because...
2: But that was an awesome... How can
3: boat. you be
0: surprised? This is Utah. Like, hey, we <laughs> want to do something awesome with no money.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. That's, That's a good yeah. point. That's a great point.
3: That's true. Well, I thought... Well, the one thing I thought was funny was, like, my biggest, like, applause line was when I said that my favorite things to work with are cardboard and duct tape. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was like... No, nobody should be applauding that because that is like the crappiest way to make cosplay. No, that's awesome. <laughs> Your
2: cosplay dad panel was really good too. That's that's where James. That's why I wore Oscar as, the as Grouch. Oscar. Uh, that's pretty awesome. That
3: and then the toxic machismo panel, Oh. <laughs> which I don't know why I wore. It to, I wore it to that one because I told Danielle from Hello Sweetie that I would wear it because mm-hmm. she's like Oscar's my favorite. Wear it to our panel. I was like, okay. Yeah.
0: Then <laughs> she's giving you like weird googly eyes the whole time.
3: I took it off, like, right away. Okay. I was like, yeah, this is too hot to be up here, so I'm going to take this off.
1: Well, I was on the, I, I met some of uh, my fellow business owners in the, in the comic book industry uh, on the on the Killing Joke panel, ah. which was cool. Well, maybe not business owners, but I, I met uh, the owner of the nerd store, Charles.
2: I want to go down he's, there one of these cool days. Dude. I haven't been down there yet.
1: And then uh, a dude that works at Dr. Volts that I'd never met before. Andrew? Andrew. Yeah, I'd never met him. Guy is an encyclopedia of everything. I learned that on the panel. He's great. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: moderated that one, right? Who? What? You moderated no, that one? Oh, I, I thought did not. you moderated that no,
1: one. No, I have no business moderating oh. did a you, panel like that.
0: Did you bring uh, bring up Mark Hamill's comments about the
1: killing joke from his panel? I didn't go to Mark Hamill's panel. I was working here. Did they talk about it? Um, no, it was more of a panel. I, I didn't realize this until I got there. I thought it was about the book. But uh, it it's was about, about the adaptation. It, it was about mm-hmm. the differences between the film mm-hmm. and which and the need to be talked about. Um, yeah, and what what were his comments? He was uneasy with the whole thing. Good, oh, was he?
2: I, I was th- yeah. uneasy I c- with the movie too.
3: <laughs> well, like, and he was saying like he, the way he wanted to do it. He wanted to do just an audio, audio
0: recording of the oh. the script of the book itself. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. then, because he was that.
3: saying, uh, you would just you'd be able to read everything through. Without having to like do any That's kind of edits or anything killing, like that, mm-hmm.
0: Killing Joke brings me to a question I actually want to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point do you start letting kids read that kind of stuff? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've actually like put Killing Joke in front of Anakin yet. He's fourteen. He's probably old enough. It's probably about the age I was. But like stuff like
3: I, w- I would, with Killing Joke, I would probably say fourteen, fifteen, um, just because of the uh underlying themes of the story like when, when you have uh sexual abuse issues or things right. like that, you know, I don't wanna expose Jay at such a young age to that kind of storyline. Like he saw a commercial for the killing joke, the uh Blu-ray, and he's like, When can I watch it? I was like, Not until you're old enough In to watch Dead decade, mm-hmm. yeah, And
1: so I'm I'm like really liberal about like what i let my kids watch and read and the cut this is one of the things that i talked about on the on the panel was that the the killing joke was actually the first comic book that i owned i was way too young to be reading it and um yeah but a lot of it went over my head i didn't realize like the rape implications Mm -hmm. of barbara gordon when i was when i was first reading it and then as a parent because i was like i had all these memories of you know this Joker comic book. I, I let my kids read it probably when they were too young. I think they were like 12 and 13 when they read it. But I I don't know. They're they're not psycho killers yet.
2: And well, I'm kind of on the, but I give the them where some time. if if you think your kids can sit down and talk with you about it.
1: And that's what I do. And that's is, is why I'm so liberal with what point. I let them watch mm-hmm. and read because we always I never, they, they never watch anything or read anything without a discussion afterwards. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it, and so I can kind of help them. With anything they don't yeah. understand, or that might be difficult or, or yeah. weird,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess I try to watch some of that stuff with them. Yeah, I don't think I'd let them watch The Killing Joke. I'd be on the fence with letting them read it now. I mean, I guess the thing is, is uh, I look at the stuff my parents were letting me watch mm-hmm. at that age, or like at fourteen, there was it was like no holds barred. Like there was nothing yeah. off the table I couldn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, I was watching RoboCop when it when it came out, and like, in movie. 87 yeah. or so. Army. Yeah, Like, that movie was rated X for violence originally. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I want my kids to watch that at 7. That's ridiculous. Like, what? where the See, hell and my,
2: and my husband and I disagree a lot. It's like, like, we were wa- – I can't even remember what we were watching, but it had some gore in it. And he's like, Lily shouldn't be watching this. I'm like, she's, she's just sitting. She's playing on her iPad. She's like, yeah, we still shouldn't be watching this while she's here. And I well, can't remember what it was. It was on – it was, like, on TNT or FX or something. I, something I feel like – um,
3: we we kind of talked about this with the video games panel. Yeah. How if you are an active parent and you're talking to your kids about these things, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, sit down and let them play, like, Grand Theft Auto for 40 hours and, <laughs> yeah. you know. But if they understand what's going on, then they kind of are... I- more equipped to deal with it. It was one of those things
0: where like uh, Anakin I showed him last year for the first time The Big Lebowski and it was a big deal we watched it together Mm -hmm. and like that kind of took over his brain Um, and then the other movie from that era I really loved the comedy of for the same reason was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and I was like do I show him this? And I was talking, like, Patty was just like, no, you can't show him that. When yeah. I was, when I was his age, we were using that as a to-do list. <laughs> you know, not, and I'm well, like, I'm like, I don't yeah. think Anakin's yeah, yeah. going to be like that. And she's like, no, you can't. But finally, like just this last week, we sat down to watch it with him. And it was like, we were talking about the context of like who Hunter S. Thompson was mm-hmm. and what the seventies yeah. were like. And, and it's still hilarious, but I think him getting the context and the, the guidance made and the, the difference. Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. like, that's what we always preach is know your kid like there there is no manual for what age is appropriate for you know mm-hmm. watching certain things it's really about your parenting style, what you're okay with, and what you know, you're okay went, with your kids seeing. know, I went. I went to the
2: Nightmare on Thirteenth booth because they had their big booth there, and I went and talked to the to the girls who were sitting there. I'm like, every time we drive by Nightmare on Thirteenth, Lily wants to go, and I'm like, that might be really scary for you. And so I went and I actually talked to the lady. I said, look, do you, you know, my kids, she's four years old. She's really into the Halloween stuff. She, every time we drive by Thirteenth, she's excited and she's talking about the the haunted things that she's mm-hmm. seen. And they're like, you can always bring them, and we have ways to get you out if, yeah, if it's for too sure intense.
3: for well, um, sure so Sorry, I'm going to jump in. I'm a haunted house veteran, much mm-hmm. as Corey mm-hmm. is, and we had a thing with younger kids like that. I think they would give them a glow stick uh, so we could see them coming, and if the kid said "boo," you backed off.
2: Yeah, that's, and, that's and that made idea. it a lot
3: easier for them.
2: Yeah, so, like, Lily loves horror. She loves Halloween. She is morbid. She loves skeletons and skulls. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I'm still not going to let her watch, like, Deadpool at this point. Most because she's got yeah, a potty yeah. mouth already. She doesn't need to learn anymore. See, like my, I, words. I, I took
0: Anakin to Deadpool. Yeah.
2: But he's older. He's 14?
0: He's 14. He was 13 when it came out. Yeah. I got a lot of flack, actually. The Geek Show guys Did were you? like, why would you take your 13-year-old to that? I got a lot of, of
1: flack, too. I took all my three teenagers. So I took uh, my, um, Unicorn Shadow was 12, and then Hylian was... Uh, thirteen, <laughs> and then uh, the Guinea kid was. I would, I would was take a thirteen. 15. I would take
2: a thirteen year old. And I took but them, We would have the discussion. But we had know? a
1: talk before and after. Like you know, this is what you're going to see. This is what you know. Okay, what, probably uh, going to be in there. And I mean,
2: then, I'm thinking about Deadpool. I'm like there is nothing really, really, really awful in Deadpool.
1: I mean, really, the worst. I, I think what people think is the worst is, is the the sexual. Which, the calendar but, girl. But sequence in that the discussion we had w- with my kids was like you're you're two consenting adults Mm -hmm. that love each other very much and have a healthy sexual relationship.
2: Even the violence in Deadpool for me wasn't extreme. I mean, the violence in Daredevil, you know, the Netflix series is is more extreme than what was in Deadpool. No, yeah,
0: no. When Daredevil, when Daredevil started, like, we watched the first couple of episodes as a family after episode it's 2 intense, after episode 2 scout just opted out she yeah. was just like was this needs more friendship uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly her review she's like daredevil needs more friendship yeah. but well, i'm going to uh, go compare
2: any scene in deadpool to the car door scene in daredevil with kingpin no. smashing that guy. head it's way more violent than, than deadpool hard ever hardcore.
1: is and so. i did let my kids watch daredevil as well but oh. we watched it as a family and like i said i may i am not a gauge for any um, you know, any well, like, parent, any good like...
2: I saw my first rated R movie when I was like three or four. We watched Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: But my this is my philosophy is because I'm, re- I'm going back to when I was a kid, well, watching Robocop, way mm-hmm. too young, watching Predator, way like all young. these... I would watch these movies at an age that I was way too young to be watching them. But, so are we but
2: being held to a higher standard than our parents were? I feel like oh, yeah. I turned
1: out okay, yeah. and I feel like I'm just fine, and I feel like that maybe we're just a lot more conservative now as a society. Well, and this is,
0: uh, speaking of Halloween movies, like specifically Predator, like two years ago when the kids were uh, 11 and 12, I kind of wanted to curate them all of the best Like Halloween movies together. And so we did, like, it was interesting to see which ones they responded to, but we watched, like, all four Alien movies and Prometheus. We watched the thing. Well, actually, like, it was interesting to see which ones they tuned out of. Like, Scout really loved the hammer horror, like Dracula, like the Mm -hmm. really talky Dracula movies. Mm -hmm. And Anakin was kind of bored by them. But, like, the thing Anakin was totally into, and as soon as the dog had that transformation in the thing, Scout was like, this movie's not for me. And knew that she could leave and Mm -hmm. not like yeah. be judged for that yeah, and right. we we talk about all of those halloween movies I should do that again this year, but no, it that's, was, that's, it was I chance. think we'll do
1: that too, but that, we have that rule too, like, I, I'm never going to force my kids to watch anything, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have to watch anything that we're going to watch, if, if it's too scary for you, well, you don't want to, and then just clock we, While we were at
2: Comic-Con, I told Lily, I said, there might be some costumes that are scary, you don't have to look at them, you can you can turn away, you can say, Mom, I don't want to look at that, yeah. that's scary, and there was one in particular, and I can't remember what it was, but it was, the guy had posted on the Comic-Con webpage, and it was a really awesome, big, kind of skeleton-looking thing, and well, I saw that. She goes, she goes I don't want to go near that. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. buy that. So we turned around and went the other way. So, I mean, kids are different. Kids can change their mind even in an instance as to something right. they like, something they don't like. So you just got to follow their leads.
3: But I think it's time to end this episode, what? this conversation. About we
1: turned Comic-Con into a, okay. a parenting guide to movies, which is... That's okay. Is, I could which talk about nice. that all day. I know,
2: I could too. But yeah, in recap... I
1: blame myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine.
3: Darn it's fine. it, Brian. To recap, Comic-Con was amazing. It was. It was fun. It was fun being on panels. It was fun moderating for the first time. I can't Hopefully wait to we'll have sure. Dr. Sarah on there with us next yes, year. Yes,
2: I'm hoping so.
1: And I had fun like matching geeks with each other.
2: Yeah. I'm hoping to try and write a book on geek leadership that'll also maybe get picked up for the panel as well, so... Hopefully someday. Put that thing back where you found it or she'll help me.
3: Let's get dangerous.
1: Because I said so. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars.